On the day this episode is released, I will go for a run. I can say this with complete confidence because on this day, I am celebrating the fact that I have gone for a run of at least one mile every single day for 2,500 days. That is just over six years and 10 months of running all the days. I've never missed a single one. And as long as my body sticks with the program, I don't intend to break this habit anytime soon. When I started my run streak, I had no idea that I'd make it this long. In fact, I probably would have told you that I would never, ever keep up my streak this long. I probably would have told you that doing it this long sounded awful, miserable, and unhealthy. Experience is a good teacher. I definitely don't believe any of those things now. My streak is simply a habit that I have developed. I started out small, just one mile a day, with the goal of maybe trying to keep it up for a couple of weeks. My stretch goal was 41 days. My reason for starting this habit was the fact that I was not at all a consistent runner, and I wanted to find something that would help me develop the discipline to run consistently. A few weeks of running every day felt like it just might do that. And it definitely did. I made it through two weeks and just kept going. I reached that stretch goal of 41 days and figured I'd continue for a while since I was still having fun. On day 103, I learned that the ability to run every day is a huge gift that not everyone is able to experience. It's a gift that I never want to take for granted. So I just keep showing up one day at a time. And now it's been 2,500 days and my streak has been life-changing for me. I'm healthier, more confident, more disciplined, and so much more. And I've had the opportunity to inspire dozens of others to start their own run streak. It is incredibly rewarding and enjoyable to see how this simple habit of one mile a day is literally changing lives all over the place. Over the course of my streak, I've run more races than I can count, including two full marathons, two Ragnar relay runs, and dozens of half marathons. Those are my favorite distance. I've pushed myself to run through illness, minor injury, stressful life events, travel, and in the midst of intense grief. My run streak has become a huge part of my identity. Everyone who knows me knows that I run every day. It's what I do and who I am. This is the power of habits, a spur of the moment decision to run a lap around my neighborhood every day for a while has snowballed into something far beyond anything I would have imagined when I began. If I include the time it takes to get out the door, run my lap around my neighborhood and walk back to my house, this daily habit takes me maybe 15 minutes. Some days I go much longer than a mile, but the minimum amount of time it takes to keep up this habit is about 15 minutes. In the grand scheme of things, finding 15 minutes each day to do something life-changing doesn't sound like all that much time. It doesn't take a massive overhaul of your entire life to build a habit that actually can change everything for the better. In this episode, we'll discuss the science behind habits and how we can use small habits to improve our lives. Hey friend, you're listening to episode 33 of the Working Moms Balance podcast. I'm Tracy Kowicki, wife, mom of two, full-time employee, and well-being educator. 
Just like you, I'm striving to balance every area of my life and enjoy it all in the process. My goal with this podcast is to inspire, motivate, and teach you practical, research-based strategies to help you thrive. A happy, satisfying life of purpose is possible. Together, we'll learn how to move from languishing to flourishing. Let's get started. Much of your daily life happens as a result of your habits. Maybe your alarm goes off and you pick up your phone to shut it off and immediately switch over to your favorite social media app to see what's happened overnight. That's a habit. You get out of bed and go directly to the coffee pot. Also a habit. You take the same route to work and often get there on autopilot without thinking about the drive at all. Habit. You turn on your computer at work and open up all the programs and tabs you need for the day in a specific order. Habit. You get the idea. Some habits that we have are really beneficial. Some of our habits are actually detrimental and decrease our quality of life. That social media habit you have as soon as you open your eyes, for example. Research tells us that the way we start our day matters, and there's a pretty low likelihood that starting your day on social media is a good idea. But starting a new healthy habit, intentionally, often feels really difficult and daunting. I've attempted to start all sorts of habits since I began my run streak, and none of them have stuck in quite the same way as my daily run. Many of our habits are created and carried out unconsciously. We didn't really mean to form them. We just kind of fell into them as we went about our day. And day in and day out, we ended up doing the same thing without much thought, and it solidified the habit. This is actually how our brains are supposed to work. They're really good at efficiencies. The more things that can be put on autopilot, the better, because it frees up valuable brain space to focus on other things. So why is it so hard to intentionally develop the habits that we want to begin incorporating into our daily lives? Habits are formed through a mix of motivation, ability, and prompt. Often we attempt to create a habit for a behavior that is really hard for us to do, and doing the behavior makes us feel uncomfortable. Discomfort is often the key to growth and success, but that doesn't actually make it any easier. No one really feels strong motivation to do something uncomfortable. As we've talked about in previous episodes, motivation usually comes after we start taking action, not before. We can't reliably rely on motivation to be there when we attempt to do hard things. If the activity we're trying to build the habit for requires a high level of skill or ability, and it makes us experience discomfort, then we'll need a lot of motivation to actually show up and do the task when we are prompted to. This is why it's so easy to build the habit of scrolling on social media first thing in the morning. It does not take any ability or skill at all. The motivation to get that little dopamine boost to feed our addiction is really high. So when the alarm goes off to prompt us to pick up our phone, the habit becomes automatic. So the goal with intentionally developing a new habit is to choose something that requires a small level of ability, a low level of motivation to get us started. And then we pair those things with a reliable prompt to trigger us to take action. I want to share a framework that can help us when creating a new habit. This comes from the book Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. I'll put a link to his book in the show notes if you'd like to learn more. 
According to Fogg, the first step to creating a new habit is to clarify your aspiration. Before you begin looking at what activity you want for your new habit, you have to fully understand why you're pursuing this new behavior in the first place. What are you trying to change? Why do you want to make this change? Who do you want to become? What is the result you'd like to achieve? Often people try to develop new habits with the goal of weight loss. I'm just going to go on record here and say that a goal of weight loss is essentially always a garbage goal, in my personal opinion. Why do you want to lose weight? Because society tells you that thinner people are happier, better, or prettier? Garbage and nonsense. Doing something because society or culture tells you that you should do it is basically never a good reason to do anything. Do you want to lose weight in order to gain confidence? Then we might be getting somewhere, but the why is to gain more confidence, which really has nothing to do with your weight. Do you want to lose weight to improve your health in some way? That's reasonable. But again, becoming healthier and losing weight are not the same thing. And the path to health does not necessarily require a a smaller number on the scale. I don't want to beat a dead horse with this example because there are can be a number of reasons that you want to pursue a goal, but hopefully you're beginning to see how we clarify our aspiration. What is it that you really want to experience? What results are you going after? The the true result that you're going after, not that first one that you think of like losing weight. When deciding to start my run streak, I wanted to learn how to become a more consistent runner. I was constantly signing up for races, making a training plan, starting strong, and then life would get busy. I'd fall off my training plan and the race would end up being miserable because I showed up undertrained and unprepared. I knew that running every single day would build the habit of showing up consistently, which would improve my chances of showing up to races prepared and in proper shape. So what do you want to accomplish and why? This is where you start when building a new habit. The next step in the process is to brainstorm ideas for the action or behavior you will complete for your habit. There's more than one way to reach any goal. Like we just mentioned, if your goal is to become healthier, losing weight could be involved, but there are a million behaviors that are a part of becoming healthy and only a handful of them have much to do with losing weight. The goal at this stage is to creatively brainstorm as many ideas as possible that will help you to reach your goal. Running a mile a day is one way to become a more consistent runner, but it's not the only way. I could have committed to regularly running with encouraging friends, hired a running coach, committed to working out in general for a certain number of minutes a day, and so on. So in this step, you want to write down what your goal or aspiration is, and then give yourself at least 20 minutes to brainstorm different behaviors that can help you in your attempt to reach that goal. And then the next step in the process is to take this list of ideas and trim it down. Here you want to rank your list in terms of effectiveness. Which of these behaviors or activities are most likely to have the greatest impact in helping you reach your goal? Once you've gone through the list in that way, go back through the list and decide which behaviors you are actually likely to do and stick with for the long haul. I've seen other run streakers who run a 5k each day 
Or there's one guy who is running a half marathon every day. If I made either one of those my goal, I would have failed in the first few days. I needed something small and realistic. Yes, my goal is to be consistent so that I can successfully run more half marathons, but the behavior that I use to get there doesn't require that I run a half marathon every day. I know that getting out the door is often the hardest part of running. If my goal is to run a mile a day, there's a reasonably decent chance that a good number of days I'll keep running beyond a mile once I get myself going. So look at your list of options and decide what's the most effective thing you can do and what is the thing you are most likely to actually show up and complete day in and day out. Can you do it? Will you do it? And will it actually help you reach your goal? Those are the questions you need to ask. Once you have a behavior in mind, our next step in the process is to make it as easy as possible. We're looking to create a tiny habit here, not a complete overhaul of our entire life. So if the behavior you've chosen is going to take an hour of your life each and every day, do you really think you're actually going to keep showing up to do it? Probably not. I know that running a mile takes approximately 10 to 15 minutes of my day. I can always find 15 minutes every day pretty easily, but I most definitely would struggle to always and consistently find more than that. So look at your life and get honest with yourself. How small can you shrink your behavior to make sure that it is something you can easily commit to doing each and every day? And the hardness of your chosen activity may not be time-related at all. It could involve money, effort, skill, or a change in your normal routine. So be sure to examine all the ways that the behavior could be considered hard and then consider what you can do to adjust that behavior to make it easier. So once you've chosen a specific behavior that you can do, that you want to do, and that is small enough that you will do it, and you know it will be effective in helping you reach your goal, then it's time to decide on a prompt. You want some kind of cue that will trigger you to take your desired action. The best way to do this is to pair is to anchor your habit to another well-established habit you already have. I know someone that wanted to start the habit of keeping a gratitude journal each morning. She already had a well-established habit of brushing her teeth as soon as she rolled out of bed each morning. So she anchored her gratitude habit to that. She kept her gratitude journal in the bathroom with a pen and literally laid the journal out on the bathroom counter at night so that she'd see it first thing in the morning when she went to brush her teeth. Most days, my run is anchored to my daily shower. When I get dressed in the morning, I get dressed in my running clothes. Throughout the day, the fact that I'm still in my running clothes and haven't showered is my cue to my brain that I still need to run. So think through your day and the habits you already have established and figure, out, and figure out a way to pair your new desired action with something you already trust yourself to do. Our next step in the process is to celebrate success. Bog, the author of Tiny Habits, says emotions create habits, not repetition, not frequency, not fairy dust, emotions. Our goal with this step is to create the happiness and, a po- and positive emotions that will reward us for a job well done. Think about a time when you felt really positive. 
maybe you did something challenging. You received a compliment from someone about something you worked really hard on, or you finally reached that goal that you'd been working toward. What did you do in that moment? Maybe you gave yourself a fist pump or played the air drums or simply smiled and felt warm and glowy inside. We want to find some way to bottle up that positive glowy feeling and then bring that feeling back on demand when we accomplish our task. The point is to take that extra moment to pause, to savor, and to feel good about ourselves for completing our habit. I use my watch or my phone to track every single run for my run streak. Part of this is to give me evidence that I did run every day, but mostly it's because pressing that button to stop my run and then seeing the stats come up on my watch is my reminder to pause and appreciate my hard work. I smile to myself and feel proud of myself for showing up for another day. We think habits should be automatic and unconscious, and many of them get that way eventually. But when we're intentionally building a habit, we have to bring our conscious awareness to the task. Think of something you can do to make sure you pause and allow yourself the chance to feel the emotions of happiness, pride, accomplishment, and joy each and every time you show up and do the thing you want to do. The final step in our habit building process is troubleshoot and adjust as needed. There's a reasonably good chance that you may not be successful on your first attempt at building a new habit to help you reach a new goal. Perhaps the activity you chose isn't actually as effective as you'd been hoping to help you reach your goal. Or perhaps something you thought that would be easy enough for you to do turns out to be harder than you imagined. Or maybe after a few days you realize that the activity is not actually enjoyable at all to you. Use all this information as feedback and data to help you move forward. If your first attempt doesn't work, readjust and come up with a new plan. Keep using the information you learn with each attempt to troubleshoot and change tactics until you find something you can stick with that works. This is a continual and lifelong step. You'll begin developing habits and accomplishing great things as you move through this process. You can then use this information to set a new goal and create a new habit. In summary, in order to build a new habit that has the power to change your life, you need to figure out what it is that you actually want to accomplish and why. Then brainstorm a variety of behaviors you could complete that would lead to your goal. Next, you'll sort through that list to identify the behavior that you're most likely to complete and still be effective toward reaching your goal. You'll make sure to shrink that goal down as small as you can to ensure that you'll actually do it. And then pair that action with an anchor habit or prompt that will remind you to take the action. And finally, you'll take the time to pause and celebrate your success each and every time. Wash, rinse, repeat, and adjust as you go. Our lives are made up of the small, intentional moments of each day. Your habits are what make your life. Small, seemingly insignificant habits can have a tremendous impact and completely change your life. Decide what it is you want to change and then identify a habit that can get you there. Be sure to share your story with others who can encourage you, hold you accountable, and possibly even join you on the adventure. I promise this is the most rewarding thing to share these adventures with others. 
Thanks for listening to the Working Moms Balance Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. You can also rate and review the podcast to help more people find us. Be sure to check out workingmomsbalance.com for show notes and additional ideas to help you thrive. You can also find me on Instagram at Tracy Kulwicki. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you are subscribed and I'll see you here next week.